Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarpanito, your features editor. And Rodden, editor-in-chief. Robert Stoggett, site founder. And uh, Andrew Stretch is gone. He went into a pokey coma where he just played Pokemon so yeah. much that he fainted. That's I might right. call him a deaditor now. Deaditor. Mm. Okay. I thought we didn't have to deal with that shit with him gone. <laughs> well, someone's got to carry the torch, unfortunately. Uh, he's, he made a life-size Pokeball to sleep in, in preparation for Scarlet and Violet. Mm. And then just fetal yeah. position. And, it would and he made it very realistic in that the bed clips through the Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but he, he is off on a, on a little vacation trip of some sort today. So we will be doing the podcast without him but if you want to know about his thoughts on pokemon we do have a video up on our youtube channel with him and our social uh, editor christian buckley where they chat about pokemon scarlet and violet compared a little bit to arceus yeah. so you should you out. buy it and they talk about should you buy it yeah the the link will be down below in the comments or in the article wherever you're listening uh, we will also be going through some of the Game Awards nominees today from the official TM Game Awards. If you'd like to follow along with us, we're going to kind of do a live voting thing. So, you know, if you want to prep that while we go through some of the news, feel free to do so. Uh, and we will also have timestamps down below for everything if you ever get lost. So check it out in the comments. So let's get into the news. Dead Island 2. The game we're all very excited for um it's my fa it's already my favorite game of 2023 uh i i haven't played it no, yet not a, wait just a second is it part of it's not on the most anticipated games list that's a bunch of horseshit anyway next <laughs> for the game awards yeah, it's, not on the, it's not on the most anticipated games list uh but it did move it used to be or it was gonna come out in february now they have delayed the release date to april it's only like a two-month delay so now you can expect it to hit your <laughs> consoles and pcs on uh april 28th where they just need a few more weeks of, of polish to yeah. make this they the greatest need, game to add some shadows to those screenshots we saw to make it look like those things actually belong there mm -hmm. um, I, I still love that we're using that screenshot in our article if it's, it's, it's like, photoshopped yeah it's in the those, article it's so those good. official first screenshots they put out are such garbage it look, makes the game look so fake it, lo yeah. it looks like one of those fake ads someone made of like a game like to get you to click on some scam mm -hmm. yeah all that's all that's left is pulling like a lever and then yes. coins <laughs> yeah, falling something. or something right it's a yeah. little pachinko i i feel like it just feels so thematically on point for dead island 2 to do it's this because I, I mean if if you haven't been playing games long you'll know that dead island 2 is just like it's it feels like vaporware right because the first that like a decade ago like literally almost a decade ago yeah. and then they went through development hell delays like it just kind of went radio silent everyone just assumed like i guess it's gone and the dying yeah. light came around and kind of carried on that that <laughs> idea and then and then they had that that um reveal the re-reveal in gamescom last or this year mm -hmm. right just a few months ago with like a trailer and everything right so it was like okay we're serious well, we had that time. before we had a trailer before oh, that's true yeah this and then, gameplay though yes the gamescom one had gameplay and then the release date so it felt like okay maybe it's finally happening and then we get another delay it just feels so i hope it just keeps getting delayed that's kind of so? what it delayed. i hope i i don't think but i hope mm. i hope it does it it's so released before star citizen it's a, <laughs> everything yeah. will yeah it's uh, it's such a um 
it's funny that like when it Dead Island came out and then they announced Dead Island 2, that was all the rage and not in like media and games was zombies everywhere. If I can call of duty got in on zombies a little yeah. before that, like it was everything was zombies, zombies, zombies. And they're like, Hey, are, do people still like zombies? Like, do they, I, mean, I, I guess the walking dead's still on the air. Isn't it? A bunch of season? Games coming out. Still, so yeah, still are, but like, it was always like, big, big, <laughs> yeah, it was always big triple A stuff. Seemed like it was always dominating all the news and advertisement stuff was all these fucking zombies. I think it's just an easy theme, probably, when it comes to kind of creating a story, too. So, no, sure. yeah, but it's funny that it's that that wave is come and gone, more or less, mm-hmm. and the entire time. I mean, Goat Sim has lapped it and created a trailer <laughs> based on the like, yeah. actually, another thing about it is that the most iconic thing about Dead Island, the trailers, yep. yeah, well, yeah, like when that trailer came out, it was everybody couldn't stop talking about the original like t- like cinematic for dying light 2 because it, mm-hmm. it was pretty good mm-hmm. um and everybody was super hyped for it and that was the l- only thing we saw about it yeah do you mean dead island 2 that's what i said uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> or dying light 2 yeah yeah i mean i think that's that's what it was too and like the same with the first game right the first game had a really like kind of tug at your heartstrings like kind of trailer as well i feel like that's very last of us part one opening Mm -hmm. yeah so now that's the legacy of dead island is good trailers and who do you voodoo bitch yeah (laughs) and also the first game was like real mid it's a real mid game yeah (laughs) (laughs) like truly the definition of mid yeah 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 like it just i remember playing through that game and it was like the first hour is cool. First hour or two is pretty cool. And then it's that same thing for like 20 more hours, yeah. maybe 30 more. I think the hotel area was pretty good. And then you went to the second area, and that was where I just kept falling off. Mm-hmm. Well, was it got to be like such a big world and there weren't that many vehicles? You were just kind of running around all the time, and it just yeah didn't feel great. So, I mean, we'll see. Dead Island 2 might might pull it off in april i mean maybe that, that 12 weeks of polish is what they need right so like uh, i, I mean so. i can joke about like the zombie stuff like a zombie setting can be interesting and compelling most of them mm-hmm. aren't because it's it's kind of lazy in that it you have increased tension just by the nature of the setting so they mm-hmm. get lazy in other ways so they, right. they rely on that too often it feels like but i mean it's it, it's right for all kinds of cool stuff that can happen so who knows mm-hmm. I'd be very happy if it did. Yeah. I, mean, I never want a game to fail other than, I don't know. There's probably some. But Sonic <laughs> Frontiers. I don't want Sonic to fail. I just, it's it's like one of those laws of nature. <laughs> if, if it's a Team Sonic made Sonic game, it's going to suck. That's the right. end of it. Right. They yeah, don't know how to make it. They know how to make Puyo name, Puyo though. Tetris and that's it. It's in their name. Yeah. Team Sonic? Yeah. Uh, they don't know how to make Sonic? Yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll see on April 28th, maybe, unless Dead Island 2 gets another delay, but I hopefully hope not. I mean, they, I think I think they they seem to be on a decent path, Yeah, maybe. Hey, maybe so. it'll be a PAX East that we were talking about before. <laughs> Get your hands on it. Oh, yeah, it might actually be a PAX East. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's let's chat about Sonic, um, not Sonic <laughs> Frontiers, yeah, but, but Mr. Uh, Sonic, M- Mr. Sonic himself, Yuji Naka, famous oh, for 
his oh, best yeah. game, Ballad Wonderworld. Wonderland? Wonderworld? Wonder, no. Wonderland. Ballon Wonderland. I don't know. Wonder something. Who cares? Yeah, we'll, we'll get Dash to tweet out. I don't the think right I'll ever get that right. Me neither. It's it's Ballon something. It's Ballon garbage. But yes. Yuji Naka has just been arrested by the Tokyo District Police Prosecutor's Special Investigation Division for insider trading, along with two other um, Square Enix employees, Taisuke Sazaki and an acquaintance uh, Fumiaki Suzuki, because allegedly they knew about Dragon Quest Tact before the public did and they bought a lot of shares in the company aiming which was teaming up with square enix at the time to make dragon quest tact knowing dragon quest is like one of the biggest things in japan like just period things yeah. in japan right um so they were like okay we're gonna buy stocks and aiming so when the game comes out it's gonna do gangbusters and, and they'll make a lot of money out of it and yeah. they are now arrested because that that's called insider trading and you can't yeah. do that I think you're selling Unless you're not a little short. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Selling you not a little short. He was pretty, he had a big role in the creation of Sonic itself. Oh, yeah. Like he, he's a co creator of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's been around. What's mm -hmm. funny, the funniest part to me, well, I mean, he had all that drama with Balan Wonderworld and like doubling down on it and claiming a bunch of stuff was square, a bunch of real dumb stuff. Yeah. But the funniest part to me about the whole story is that it was for like no money, basically. I mean, twenty like it's twenty thousand dollars. Like dollars US. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that is money. It's not like a humongous amount of money. And like, let's mm -hmm. say he doubled his money, like it, it stock doubled in price. He was only going to make twenty grand, is what he did that for. Right. Like the other dudes invested three hundred and forty thousand dollars. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah. Like they, oh, they, they went all in. Yeah. 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 I mean, but the severity of the crime is definitely bigger on the other two. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But it's, it's like, why, Bob? Why are you like, I don't know. It's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I feel like just recently there's been an uptrend in more like, like, quote unquote, real stories in you in the gaming space like this sort of stuff or like yeah. people not getting credited in games or people coming out and like abuse and all that right like i feel like we're getting a lot of it like more of those more serious types of stories yeah i this is the first i can think of of like insider trading being widely reported in the gaming space at least by a a, a, like a famous um, like, name, a big, like a figure we know like yeah. a, a public Usually figure smaller names yeah right, i'm sure there's right. plenty of examples of people we don't know about yeah. for sure yeah but this is this would be like if hideo kojima came out and was like well, arrested for insider trading I, yeah i don't know i mean i don't know why say yuki Naka's a kojima guy well you know but Level. it's like another you know household yeah. name type person it'd be right? like if you heard about cliffy b doing it <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get mad at that cliffy if you ever see this <laughs> still calling him cliffy uh, i know he loves it yeah <sighs> yeah and it's just funny to see that this is happening from dragon quest tact like of all the things yeah right? not it's like, like, it's like dragon quest the next dragon quest game like mainline game or anything like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> a mobile game yeah I mean, I guess you'd need it to be this, though, right? Because they have partnered with a smaller company. That's like, true. No so one you can do it in another company, yeah. Right. No one would like if if you like everyone knows Dragon Quest Twelve is coming, right? But you can't just like buy more stocks in Square Enix to like make yeah. money off that, right? Not as an um, employee, at least. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, uh... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a whole. Here's the funny story. It's it, it wouldn't be a funny story without Balan Wonder World or whatever it's called existing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's it's just funny to see kind of like the downward spiral Yunaka is kind of yeah. going on. Because even like on Twitter, on the hellscape known as Twitter right now, Elon Musk's Twitter, uh, he's been tweeting out a lot of like kind of more inflammatory things recently, you know, mm, or just kind of more, you know, or just like not inflammatory, but like, how do you put it? Questionable? You know, yeah. Yeah. He's getting, becoming more like combative a little from what I've seen on Twitter where he's like kind of kind of getting in the comments and responding to people in like uh, somewhat aggressive ways. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I said I'm pretty sure that was Yuji Naka. Yeah, but well, it's all shit show right now. Mm -hmm. He seems to be doing, uh, just making the wrong decisions over and over again right now. So hopefully he yeah. realizes what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, I, I guess to be fair, right? This is all alleged. It's not true. Uh, but I mean, isn't yeah. also like Japan famous for like ninety nine percent prosecution rate or some shit like that? Yeah. yeah. So like, so, <laughs> I, I wonder how much punishment he'll get out of this, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he needs Phoenix Wright to right. defend him in court. The one hundred percent success rate defense attorney. He he always wins. Yes. All right, I think let's shift gears. Let's talk about some game awards, Hell some video yes. game Jeff Keeley's game awards. Um, so if you want to vote along with us at home, we're going to start on most anticipated game and work our way backwards up to game of the year. Uh, we are skipping a lot of the esports stuff because, I mean, honestly, I don't think any the three of us could really seriously talk about esports in a way that is, is fantasy meaningful. football and esport. Technically, I could talk about that. It's it's an electronic sport. Yeah. Right. So I can talk about that, I guess. Yeah. I don't see yes. any fantasy football stuff uh, nominated, though. So mm, shame. it's vastly underrepresented. Maybe next year. It's Maybe next next year. year's their year. Yeah, Sponsored by DraftKings. Yep. Yeah. So most anticipated game we have Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I mean, I think we all can guess who's prob what's probably going to win. Right. It's probably Zelda. No? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. None of those are like, oh, my God, I can't fucking wait, really. Like, I, you know what I, mean? I mean, Final Fantasy and Zelda, kind of, for me. They're both like... You think so? Which yeah. is Final Fantasy? This is such a weird award anyway. Yeah, because I mean, everyone's going to be a little different. Like, I'm I'm sure there are people out there who are like Starfield, baby. Starfield's the only game for yeah, me right I'm now. Sure. Like, you know? uh, I mean, they're on the same level as Sonic fans for me, but. Wow. wow. So, <laughs> subhuman. Yeah. Starfield here fans constantly are, calling people <laughs> subhuman. Are also <laughs> subhuman. Well, I mean, people that are way into the Bethesda made games, as in Bethesda are the developers. Hmm. They stepped the garbage. Skyrim sucks. No comment. Skyrim's <laughs> terrible. I mean, I think Skyrim was fun on November 11, 2011. Mm -hmm. S since then, it's it's been the same game for 11 years now. Skyrim Being was the exact same game as Oblivion. Yeah. Well. Yes. Oh, there's dragons. Uh, yep. And you can shout it's at people. Same it's the same yep. game. Starfield is nope. just that with no dragons. I hope there are dragon shouts in Starfield. Space dragons. Yeah. That'd be sick. 
Anyway, All right, let's come on board. Move on to the next one. Best adaptation. Wait, uh, who are we voting on? What are we voting oh, for? Oh, we gotta, oh, oh, we're you, do, oh, we're doing like a... We're going to oh, vote. Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to get roasted in the comments. I um, voted Final Fantasy 16. I voted Zelda. Mm, I voted uh, Final Fantasy 16 also. Ah, interesting. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Best adaptation. We've got Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Was Seems Arcane last easy. year? I thought Arcane was the year before last. I think was it twenty twenty? Was it twenty twenty two? I think so. No way. Was I thought it was last year. Has it really been that short of time? Uh, yeah, it came out November sixth, twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah. Why is it on here? Yeah. Oh, did it, so did the did game run? The game run finished after the game awards. Yeah. Correct. Ah, Correct. So, so it, was like, it just made it into the early. Just made it into twenty twenty two. Okay. I mean. It's arcane for me yeah arcane was not uncharted what the hell wow really <laughs> oh, i You're, did like that movie you big no. uncharted big spider-man no, i mean i did like edge runners but yeah, it's edge gotta Runner. be arcane though right like yeah edge runners like, was arcane yeah edge runners was surprisingly good but yeah. arcane is easily like it's pretty great yeah it it's it's like kind of game of thronesy but also like well, like you know in the whole like there's so many different factions kind of going yeah, so. yeah yeah so it's all arcane straight up arcane. like up and down all right oh boy this next one's now, a rough one yeah best debut indie neon white norco stray tunic and vampire survivors well, we oh, all so know well. who stretch would have voted for but he's not here to say it um pokemon isn't on this list he, well, he'd be voting for Tunic. He'd be yeah. voting for Tunic. Yeah. He's always said that's game of the year. So, oh, wait, maybe that should be the rest of this. Like, we should all also try to figure out what Stretch would pick. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Stretch, I like uh, it. Stretch okay. Easily Tunic on this one. Yes. Talks about all time. Right. Yep. Uh, my vote here, I think, is Vampire Survivors. I'm the same. Vampire Survivors is pretty great. It's pretty great. It. It, it's very unassuming and such a yes. pleasant surprise. It looks it looks like some fucking banner ad hot garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a flash game you would have played like, in like middle you, or high school. You would assume oh, it's yeah. a scam if you saw it as an advertisement on a website. You'd be like, I'm not clicking that. I'm not following. If this shit. was on mini clip back in the day, game over. <laughs> yeah. But this it's super fun. There was a time when I was just I did play it for a while. It was it's super addicting and he just yeah. keeps adding more stuff like yeah. it's, it's been good. like i haven't played in a while every so two weeks there's been like a large update so oh, like God. there's been a lot of work put, put in, in a while and it's on consoles now too so like yeah so but you guys are both wrong it's not vampire survivors but it's norco it's a good for you, one. right it's a good one norco yeah tunic we gave a nine out of ten on our site it's all it's an extremely very good game stray's mm -hmm. okay stray gets too many points for being a cat yes <laughs> It's not bad, but it's not like this mind-blowing fucking game everybody says it is. No. It's Neon White's bad. one of the few 10 out of 10s we gave. It's like our eighth 10 out of 10 we ever given. Yeah. I mean, Neon White play. is very good. Like, to me, I think all of them except Stray are, are pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Norco, yeah. Norco to me is definitely my vote. It's, I think, one of the most interestingly written games in a while. Mm. It's a very well-crafted game. And the writing is some of the best you find in games. Yeah. So God be that to me. Yeah, I gotta get back it's to good that stuff. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's Norco for Otten. 
Vampire yeah. Survivors for Rotten Eye, and then Tunic for Stretch. Yep. What a what a loser. Right. Yeah. Oh God, I, let's skip this one. Huh? Content Creator of the Year. Are we skipping this Nibelian. one. Nebelian. Easy. Yeah, yeah Nebelian. Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll give it yeah. to you, even though he's not. I mean, there's a debate whether he's content creator, but. Yeah, but he's departed the uh, the hellhole. He's yeah. been such an impart, important part oh, of the industry. I'm not gonna deny what he's done at yeah. all. Mm -hmm. So Nebelian, we'll just say Stretch says that too, right? Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer: Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiversus, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle: Shredder's Revenge. One of wow. these things is not like the other. I've literally only played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so um, I have played none of them, so. I'm sorry. So should we skip it? I don't have a. I don't have any insight. Should we just vote for Splatoon three to give Dan like a? Sure. Yeah, no. we'll throw Dan a bone. A moral win. Yeah. I feel like that's enabling bad, you know, <laughs> stuff for him now. <laughs> Splatoon three sold like really well in Japan. Like, yeah, he's not like, Japanese really though. well. Well, yeah, I know. But I mean, it's like it's, there's a surprising <laughs> group of people who are fans of it. You know. <laughs> No, uh, we're going for Mutant right. Ninja Turtles. Okay. TMNT. TMNT. Uh, the next category, best sports slash racing, because those are the same thing. Uh, F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. I haven't played any of them. Let's go into Ollie Ollie World, man. Yeah, Ollie Ollie World's pretty cool. Gran Turismo 7 is really weird. Like, it it's has weird. a legacy. And it had all that weird. weird shit with the ping and the microchamp yeah. and all that. Really oh, was... yeah, I forgot right. about that. Right. The, the yearly sports games are all garbage, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think Ollie Ollie World, I feel comfortable with that for this. Yep. Yeah. Not I that our choices so. really matter, but, you know. Yeah. No, we're deciding uh, who's winning right now. Yeah, we are the Game Awards. Oh, yes. Uh, best sim slash strategy dune spice wars mario plus rabbit sparks of hope total war warhammer 3 two point campus and victoria 3 God, this uh, time of year just makes me realize how little i've played mm, too much hunt yeah you gotta uh, diversify your gaming i try yeah. and then i just go right back to hunt it's a very abusive relationship oh i'm sorry Yep. Oh. So, uh, is it is it Total War Warhammer three for you? I feel like heck yes, it yeah. is good shit. Mm -hmm. Particularly I, with the new update with the uh, God, what do they call it now? Where it's like every all of them like war everything one, is in two, one. Three. Yeah, the massive map. I'm why I'm annoyed that I'm spacing blanking on the name, but the Total War Warhammer series is just absurd in the level of detail and granularity that you can get into with, and mm -hmm. that. Everything is so I cannot I genuinely can't think of something that has so much unique contact packed into one package. Yeah. That all fits together. Uh and they're still making there's going to be making stuff for it for a little while. Like it's absurd the amount of stuff that's in it. Mm -hmm. It's like the ultimate package for Warhammer fans. Well, for strategy, kinda, Warhammer fans. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's insane. Yeah. Um it, it's a great game. I mean, there's other great games like uh, Mario Rabbids. I have not gotten around to the sequel yet, but I heard it's excellent. Mm -hmm. First one was good, fun. Apparently, this one adds up enough to make it take it up another level. Yeah. And I hear the two point games are pretty fun too, like two point yeah. hospital, two point campus. I imagine it's like perfectly silly and good. I've not but had a chance I, to try out Dune. Mm, I know that uh, we we have a pretty favorable review on our side. I think of it. Yeah. Will really liked it. 
And then people have been talking about Victoria three as a bunch of people like learning that capitalism's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It basically, you have to be a bad landlord and bad, like person to like get ahead. Cause like, Hey, sorry, child labor. You just, you need it or you'll fail. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. Right. Uh, but my vote, I think, is going to go to Warhammer 3, just based on everything you've said about it and how big it's of a fantastic. scale it is. I feel like it's, it's like the ultimate strategy game right absurd. now. If it wasn't such a niche, like, gameplay style, like, of game, it, a lot more people would be playing it. But it's just such a unique thing that it's never going to get humongous. It's big enough. Like, it's it's a big series, but it doesn't have the quite the mainstream appeal. Right. Uh, next category best family uh kirby this is the the nintendo category (laughs) yeah uh kirby in the forgotten land by nintendo lego star wars skywalker saga mario rabbit sparks of hope by nintendo and ubisoft nintendo switch sports by nintendo splatoon 3 by nintendo if we're thinking real true family like what's a family gonna play together it's probably probably sports that's yeah. what it, bowling. Remember, we sports people doing bowling and everything all together. Mm-hmm. That's bowling, probably genuinely the one that people are playing together. Yeah, sure. I think so. I think switch sports is the the move. Here. To the point of, I have uh, you know my nephew's now four, going to be five, and I thought uh, he you know I don't have a Wii hooked up or anything. And I was like, dude, he'd probably get a kick out of fucking bowling and other stuff on there. I almost bought the uh, sports the other day. Mm. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of the Switch Sports one, and like the bowling in that, I feel like is pretty comparable to yeah. the Wii. So it's like they nailed that, and the rest of it, it's like good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next category: best fighting game, DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu, which is a weird... controversial. Sifu yeah. shouldn't be in this whatsoever. It's not a yeah. fighting game. No, like it's a game where you fight people. Yes, but it's, it's not a fighting game. It's not a traditional fighting game. You might yeah, as well put the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game in this. It's yeah. a, just it's a beat 'em up that's complicated, is what Sifu right. is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's like it has the combos and everything, but it's not like you're fighting against an enemy. I feel like that's a pretty core part of what makes a fighting game a fighting game, right? Yeah. This yeah. is like Sleeping Dogs would be on this fucking list if it came out today. <laughs> like, no, no, it's an Super. open world fighting game. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that what they're doing with like they're having some weird Street open world thing with Street Fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What the hell that'll be? Yeah, can't wait. I don't know. I feel like this year for fighting games has been okay um yeah i mean, I mean of, of those what's the one i mean i know people were excited for new king of fighters but i don't know how the reception's been yeah i mean i king of fighters is one i don't follow as much it's mm. uh it's not really one on my radar i know dnf duel was kind of fun um just you know it's arc system I mean, it's arc right? system. they're always gonna make yeah. something that's decent right right yeah. um I, if i had to say for game awards i feel like multiverses is the answer here i think it's a lot one of the widest appeal it. a lot of people play it very popular yeah. yeah, I'm gonna vote chaos and vote Sifu next. Sifu, <laughs> all right. I'm vote multiverses. Oh, I hope is Final Fantasy Origin on this, or is that not at all? Ugh, shame. What? These awards are a scam. Yeah. <laughs> well, here here we are. Best role playing. Best role playing game. Oh, this Elden, is where it'll show up. Uh, no, it doesn't. Elden nope. Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Arceus Legend or Pokemon Legends Arceus. Triangle Strategy, which is still a dumb name, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Elden Ring. 
I yeah, mean, it's not just, really a debate here. It's Elden Ring. No, it's, it's Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. nothing. It's it's. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you for sure what it's not. It's not fucking Arceus. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I. Garbage. I mean, Xenoblade Three is fine. I don't think it's great to me. I feel uh, like it's it's. Most of the uh, people I talk to, like, you just get tired part of the way through. It's so long. Yeah. Like, I think you talked about it on the well, podcast. I mean, Isaac a, said it. A couple just other RPGs in general. I don't think you can well, lay that at their feet. Well, because I think what Xenoblade Three, what it to me it fails at is it you like I got sixty ish hours in, right? I gave this fucking college try, and it's it. com- it's complicated for no reason. Like, there's no real reward to the complexity of it, so you just kind of feel mindless most of the time, and that just kind of sucks know. after sixty hours to me. So. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I know that the the Xenoblade fan base is very eager, very dedicated. Well, I think they. It's part of it is it feels like with them, it's like, uh, just they want like a uh, recognition, like we are legitimate, we're a real yeah. series. We're not. We're, the we're also fans. we're Final Fantasy too. <laughs> like Final Fantasy is the, we're on the same level. It's like no, you're not. No, it's not. Close. But that's how they want to be seen. It feels like. Mm. Well, either way, I think Elden Ring takes yeah, the it's, it's Elden Ring. Yeah, it's it's no not even a question. question. Yeah. Uh, best action slash adventure: A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. You know what Stretch's vote is? Yeah, tunic. Stretch will be Tunic again. Tunic is yeah. incredible. No question. Yeah. Like, it's incredible with all the stuff that's going on in it. Mm-hmm. Very, very layered game. Very yeah. unique. Yeah. Of these for me, it, I think it's an easy Ragnarok pick. Yes. I've not easy played pick. Requiem yet. Um, I want to. I plan on it. Mm. A Plague Tale. But, I mean, the first one was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. All right. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't beat the first one. I got partway through, and I was like, this is okay, but I'm I'm good now. I can put it down, <laughs> right? And that's yeah. kind of what I worry about with the second game as well. So well, Apparently, it's got a little bit more going on, but yeah. Mm. And Horizon yep. Forbidden West is is fine. It's good. Yeah, you you I put a lot of time it. into it, right? Didn't you beat I it? I did everything. I yeah. platinumed it on accident. Ah. <laughs> just stumbled <laughs> into it. Yeah. Nice. I didn't mean I didn't intend to. Just for some reason uh, that it's game good, didn't it? No. I, I was when I got it, I was kinda mad. Um, <laughs> it's a stain on your reputation. You were yeah. so anti achievement, it's not even funny. <laughs> I didn't want it at all. But uh the uh uh it got into my brain of like the thing is on the map i gotta see the thing mm-hmm. and it's very heavy that for some reason it got in like my brain drilled into it. it yeah no it has nothing to do with fucking achievements quit nodding along i'll i'll say that's where i'm at now with god of war is i want uh, to, to see all the everything. things yes yes yeah, I've, I've gotten that heavy feeling that like sometimes when i leave an area after doing like the quest i'm like but i didn't there's a thing there yeah well, some of those things you won't even get until i've, I've frustratingly point. noticed yeah that that is the case yeah but yeah god of war ragnarok is the easy Ragnarok's amazing yeah it's 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 amazing it's yeah it's great perfect action great adventure great story great writing yeah 
Okay, now we're doing just best action game, not action adventure, oh. but just action. Uh, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna give my votes Neon White in honor of Austin Austin. Yeah, Neon White was pretty good, right? Like I think it really nailed that feeling of action and just like you just zone in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for me it's between Neon White or Bayonetta. Because Bayonetta, you know, voice acting controversy aside, yeah. very fun. Very like I mean it's it's exactly what you want from a Bayonetta three in terms of combat. Yeah. It's yeah. the what you want from a platinum game yes you're mashing the buttons in a in a strategic way yes yeah but i think my vote's on neon white for this i think so yeah because neon white's like new it's a new like strategy it's it's a new genre almost right like it's it's mixing way, yeah. two things that you don't really think about or three things really like speed running yeah. first person platforming cards shooting like it's a weird mishmash yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm on neon white here. Oh, here we go. We got an expert in their built in the room now for this next uh, category. Yeah, best AR VR. Right, you know all of these games, right? That's right. You played, played them all. Any of them yet? Oh no! I had the VR for like three days. Should we should we skip this then? Because I don't do VR. I don't have VR either. I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to picking up after the fall. Yeah, I will say you? that. Um, are you gonna play Among Us? Are you gonna Among Us? I will not. I will not play Among Us. Uh, oh, no. Do you want to check out Bone Lab? And that's kind of sus, dude. Kind of mm. sus. Kind of sus. We all know what you're really doing with the VR headset, anyway. Correct. Yeah, playing Beat Saber. Yeah, uh, Beat Saber. That is, is what, that is what you're doing. If Beat Saber. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Beat Saber were on this list, I'd vote for it. But it came out like years ago, right? Yeah, it's. Um, I'll talk. I'll talk about what I've been playing. It's it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, uh, but for for the audience at least, for best AR slash VR, it's After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book Two, and Red Matter Two. Uh, we probably won't vote just because we are not experts in this. But if, yeah, if you are at home. Feel free. Innovation and Accessibility Award, As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. I'm going to say I don't know enough about all the accessibility stuff to say definitively. Yeah. I do know that The Last of Us is like the accessibility stuff's like insanely detailed. Like you can get, mm -hmm. you can like customize it to be whatever you want. I don't know how innovative it necessarily was unless it's just in terms of sheer options. It's yeah. pretty insane. Yeah. I feel like the most press you usually get for accessibility comes from both of the PlayStation games here, Ragnarok yeah. and Last of Us. Yeah, I don't I remember hearing much about the quarry with accessibility. Yeah. yeah, or As Dusk Falls or Return to Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah those but, two, the Ragnarok and Last of Us, have definitely been talked about the most in accessibility circles this yeah. year. Yeah, so like one of those gut, two for sure. My gut wants to say The Last of Us Part 1 only because I know that Part <laughs> 2 had like also very insane accessibility. Yeah, and they apparently just added it. more to this one. So Yeah, you can read about some of those features on our on our site as well. We That's have right. a really great write-up on the Part 2 accessibility. But my vote's going to be on Part 1 for this the award. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Best community uh, support. Best sponsored by Discord. Best community support. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. 
So I see, maybe it's just who I, the circles I am in. I don't really play any of these games regularly at all right. in any way. Um, I just learned what Fortnite was this year, so. Right, Grandpa. I've been yeah. following it. And, uh, but I seem to hear a lot about the community stuff in terms of the team being involved with the community with Destiny 2. Like yes. a lot, like all of these true. games are pretty well supported, but in terms of like actual like community. company, community people interacting, I see it happening all the fucking time with Destiny 2. I mean, there was that one stunt they did recently where like one of their OP, um, I'm speaking as like a, a way outside of the Destiny community, but from what I understand, one of their like OP exotic legendary guns, which has been bugged for years took over their twitter account for a little bit <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that's right yeah that's pretty yeah, funny <laughs> right um so that's fun and i i think that alone is like that's some fun community like support yeah. and like yeah it's i think from stuff. a content perspective final fantasy 14 takes the cake in terms of how much they've pumped out over the last year yeah, if we're talking about like continuing updated yeah. games and stuff yeah. yeah but once you get into community i think it's definitely yeah it's funny because i feel like years ago i would have continuously said like oh no man's sky easy because they're just like they've dug out of the hole like they continue to climb up right now i feel mm -hmm. like they've been out of the hole so i kind of i feel like for some reason i just see the kind of their level at a this point. Yeah. yeah like it's not upward right it's more of a straight which is not a bad thing I no think. yeah, yeah. If more yeah. games could hit kind of a level we'd be in in great shape Mm -hmm. yeah. And hey, Apex Legends is there. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Destiny 2, Fortnite. No, I mean, Apex Legends is, I, I hear, I mean, they've got like 25 characters now, like, and they're being very strategic with how they want to do their updates, right? So yeah. I think mm -hmm. Apex is also pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I, my gut is leaning to Destiny 2 only because of how, like, playful and fun they are on socials and how they're, like, really one of one of the, the players, right, in a way. Like, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my vote, I think. Next category, best mobile game. It's definitely Diablo Immortal. That's the, well, the, meme, the meme side of me wants to vote that. Right, because <laughs> don't you guys have phones? Yeah. Um, but the, the nominees are Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. I feel like the answer is Marvel Snap. It's Marvel Snap. It's not even uh, a question. I still play it. What's yeah. what is my collector level now? What's your? I played at? What it are you for at? like two hours this morning. My wife was playing oh the index, <laughs> and I was just Marvel snapping. What's wow. what's your uh, collection level? That collector level? Uh, I think I'm like four hundred now. Oh my god! You guys. Ooh, what four hundred? What uh, collection level? Four hundred? What four hundred and what? I'm curious where we're at. Yeah, open up the game what's real the quick. Comparison. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh I so, got it. I've, yeah, I've got four hundred collection level. Oh, it's just 400 Just flat. 400 Yeah. You fucking scrub. I'm at 462 <laughs> Oh, my God. You're further than me. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's one of those things I've noticed that, like, every night before bed, I'm like, oh, I'll just play, like, two or three matches and go to sleep. And it and turns like into two or three 15. hours. Well, yeah. uh, it's more That's like every night for me. Seven or eight, but yeah. Mm. I've also done a poor job of buying the fast upgrades in the store. So I could mm. probably be a lot higher. I'm like maxed out on credits right now. It yeah. keeps yelling at me. You guys. Oh, yeah. Spend it. Anyway. So Marvel Snap wins our, our little. Easy. That's good yeah, stuff. Easy 
Okay, best indie, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, Tunic. See, oh, the lamb for me. This is a rough Ooh. one. Cult of the Lamb for you. Okay, so really? you liked it a lot. I liked it pretty a lot. good. I I 100%ed it in like two days. I just kept playing. Wow. I don't know. I think for me, it's it's Neon White of these. Yeah, Neon White is just... Oh, it's just really fucking good at what, what it's trying to do. Yeah, and there's like no other game like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I got to go with Tunic, though. Yeah, you're a Tunic. The you're, design you're be behind it was pretty fucking stellar. Mm, our, our resident stretch right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you remember when we originally talked about when it came out, we and him were talking about it pretty heavily. Oh, yeah. You two were really oh, yeah. a lot. Tunic was great. Yeah. Okay, so so we're a little spread out on this. I mean, it's been a pretty decent year for indies, right? So yeah, uh, it's been a really good year for indies. Yeah. All right, best ongoing game: Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. I'm gonna say Genshin. Oh, really? Genshin Impact. How many yeah. How many continents are they at now? Three or four? I don't even know. I just published the guides, man. Yeah, just hit publish on them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about. I know Final Fantasy fourteen is amazing. It won our award last year for best. We do a, a similar award. Yeah, it did win that one. I feel like Fortnite to me is is speaking to me right now. It's kind of been doing a lot of cool shit lately. Yeah, it's been doing cool. There's been a Goku in it, which is pretty cool. That I um, mean, any game with a Goku that's not Kami a Dragon Hami. Ball. A yeah. Car, Akami Yamami. Akami Yamami, yeah. But um, I feel like Fortnite has kind of just this year it feels like it's endured and then kind of not flourished, they did no but, build. Yeah, no yeah. build. Yeah. Actually that's exactly what it is, because that's what brought that's me true. in to play a bit that's of it. The only reason so, I went back to it for a bit. Yeah. And and now no build is like a permanent part of it, as at least as far mm -hmm. as I'm aware. Right. It so, is. Yeah. It's it's the core gameplay now. Yeah. So that Good. Yeah, I, I think that's what clinches it for me. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to vote for that. The build meta was what made me leave. Sure. The no build meta is what brought me, brought me back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, games for Impact, A Memoir Blue, As Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. So I don't think I've played any of these games. Citizen Sleeper is on my list but i just haven't gotten to it None of them are. i've played some citizen sleeper and i know the gist of endling and i know about as dust falls and i'm more blue i don't know anything about hindsight i don't know no, this a lot is of always such like a weird fucking category to yeah. me it's like i get the purpose of it i don't know it just feels so manufactured in a way sometimes mm. it does know. feel kind of odd for it's like there can only be one right it's mm -hmm. just strange and it's like yeah. um, none of these really show up anywhere else hardly right either it just feels strange mm -hmm. do we want to just skip this one then oh, that... yeah i don't think i can say the enough authority to know right like i wish i could but i don't know if i yeah i just can't say anything meaningful in a way same yeah best performance this one will be a tough one uh mm. ashley birch in horizon forbidden west 
Charlotte McBurney at A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge in God of War Ragnarok, Manon Gage in Immortality, or Sonny Suljic in God of War Ragnarok? It's a good list. It is a good list. I, I the one game that I've been meaning to I really, really want to get to is Immortality because of what I've heard of it. And apparently she, Manon, is like really, really fucking good in it. Interesting. Um, in is particular. Isn't that the one that's an FMV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's pretty great. Right. Um, I mean, they're all good. I mean, Ashley Birch is obviously one of the premier voice actors in gaming. Yeah, like she's so, pretty ubiquitous now. Yeah. Yeah. And she's very good as Aloy. Mm-hmm. I've played Requiem, but I mean, that she did a good job in the first game for right. Charlotte. Right. I mean... Kratos is Kratos, man. Yeah, I think, like, I I rolled credits on Ragnarok like two days ago. I to yeah. me, I think it's Christopher Judge. I think I, so. He, yeah, he is so good. He's really great at Kratos, and and Sonny Soldier's really Sonny's good. Sonny's pretty good. I, I think he really grew into the role. I mean, literally, yeah. right? <laughs> like, like literally grew up into the role. Yeah. Um, but I think he nails Atreus in a way that it's believable that Atreus is a growing teenage boy who's, you know, trying to find, trying to find his path to be a man. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I got to go with Christopher it. judge also. Yeah. He's, he's... This Kratos for being like, I mean, kind of an asshole. Kratos is kind of a dick a lot. Yeah. But he's a very principled and he's he, the way he's portrayed control. is pretty good. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah he he's portrayed really well and uh he he's this believable like a man who regrets his past but has come to terms with it and has learned lessons from it where he tries to impart those lessons onto others without being preachy about it you know yeah like like he's a man of few but very powerful words yes yeah Mm -hmm. He, he does he does not speak without intention ever yes like anytime uh, you ask him a question that's a yes or no answer, all you get is no or yes. Yes, like, he's not. Yeah, he gives you. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's nothing's fake. Nothing's. It's just him unfiltered. What he is. Yeah. No bullshit. Yeah. And if you want to know what it's like working with Christopher Judge, we have our interview with Daniel Basudi, who plays Freya, coming out tomorrow. So check that out on our YouTube channels. Yes. It'll be on on TechRaptor.net. It's pretty cool. She she has a lot of nice words to say about him, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Next category, best audio design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, or Horizon Forbidden West. Gotta say, Gran Turismo 7, cars go room. I mean, like, (laughs) literally, it's it's pretty good. There's some good room room. Well, yeah, but it, it mixes well with the music too. So just all yeah. over, it's kind of like, yeah, this is pretty very like Forza Horizony in terms of yeah. how well the music meshes with the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Elden Ring to me is honestly the weakest on this list. I, to me, sound design didn't. It's not the thing that speaks to me when sure. it comes to Elden Ring. Right? Yeah. The music is really good, but like in terms of the sound effects and like feeling like I'm in the space. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was I want to shout out Horizon a little bit. It, I think its sound design is pretty great. 
Oh yeah, Harrison uh, was with, too. With the, with the monster, like the the machines and everything around, like that's often a way how you know who, like what it is before you see it. You're like oh fuck, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it really really sets you into the space. It's got a lot of a lot of great sounds. Um, yeah, and I think the sound too of like when you when you strip off a part. Like when you yeah, so there's off, a lot um, of very satisfying sounds yeah. that go with it, and it's just, a lot of just immersiveness where it just it all it fits in, um, yeah. and just the way the world moves around you and how that get, it comes through. I don't know, it's 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 pretty well. Yeah, what sounded like is one of those things that's kind of hard to talk about because when it, it's done well, it's like, oh yeah, that just everything made sense. Mm-hmm. Like everything made sense and it was satisfying when it should have been and it was this when it should have been so it's one of those things where it's hard to take note of it when it's like oh that's just how it should be right right it's right. when it's bad is when you notice it's <laughs> yeah. like oh, that didn't work or that yeah. was jarring to what has happening on screen or whatever mm-hmm. um and i think ragnaroks is also pretty good <clears throat> i i think of i mean everything in the combat sounds great like when you hear yeah. kratos swing that axe and it hits something so it's good. so meaty one of my one of my favorite sounds in gaming uh, is him grabbing the leviathan axe back and it fucking slaps into his hand yes it's one it's of the best sounds exactly <laughs> it's so satisfying um but i think too of like you know there's like people are constantly talking in that game right like mamir is always telling a story or you and your companion are chatting and when you transition from like an outdoor area into a cave like the the voice seamlessly transitions into like it gets echoey because you're in a cave now so that sort of stuff it just like it's pretty good and it's one of those things where if it's done well you don't even notice it because you believe like you just believably think oh yeah we're in a cave now right like it just all makes sense yeah, so I don't know. I mean, this is a tough one. I I don't know. I I think I, I, I got to give it to Horizon for me. Yeah, Horizon does do the, like the way the, like what you mentioned before the how the the dinos will have their own. Yeah, like you'll yeah. They, they have a unique thing of when you're even when you're fighting them or just when they're out in the world, and that's how a, a lot of times it's an audio cue when you're like, oh shit, that whatever i'm looking for is right there or whatever right watch out for that shit or oh god it's after me now like right. i didn't even see it or whatever right um it just does a lot to really set you into that world exactly all right next one best score and music we have plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok metal hellsinger and xenoblade chronicles 3 easily hellsinger for me hellsinger was pretty good <laughs> the um the final boss song uh it's pretty 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 good i still find myself like going back and listening to the music like i'm just like you know what i want to listen to the soundtrack right now and Mm -hmm. i'll just go hunt it down on youtube and listen yeah the final boss that's the one with search in it right it is yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that one really fits the like his voice is so good in that uh the music in xenoblade 3 was all right i don't think anything stood out to me too much in it um, I don't know. God of War to me has been—it's the soundtrack's been pretty understated so far. Not a lot yeah. that I've noticed. There, there are moments where the music really comes in, and like in like yeah. tense moments or big fights where it's pretty good. I don't know if I would say it's the best in this category. I think for me, oh, it yeah. might be Elden Ring. 
because the boss fight themes in that are always one of the best things are (laughs) from software in general but elden ring i haven't played it but i've watched a lot of it about it is that they're so fucking good at making boss fights just seem epic as hell yeah like they're always the like this is like you're saving the world right now every moment like mm-hmm. you're <laughs> like it's so the, good the fight with radagon like the final boss fight <laughs> song in that is truly amazing it's like such yeah. a like a blood pumping march sort of song yeah. yeah so for me it's a toss-up between metal hell singer and elden ring I think they're both really, really good at what they do. And they're both different, right? Because Metal Health Singer is yeah, like very different. A truly metal, like, and it's a rhythm game too, right? So you're playing with the music. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm voting Elden Ring in this one, though. I think I am as well. Mm. And you're doing Metal Health Singer, right, Rhett? You know it. Oh, yeah. Best art direction, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. So I know that was the one really positive takeaway that Stretch had when he reviewed Scorn. The art. Most, yeah, most of the, the game's world. not that great, but the art design is pretty fantastic mm. throughout, apparently. Okay. Um, and I really do, Stray, I think, is worth this one category. I'm like, all right, this is pretty worthwhile for them because it's pretty yeah. fucking great. Yeah, I, I to me, I think Stray's the winner here for me personally. Only I, because, yeah, because yeah, that's the one thing where I will concede is the best part of the game is that cat's fucking adorable and everything you do as a cat looks yeah. fantastic. And running around that uh, just the everywhere is so great looking. Running yeah. around the city and everything. Yeah. And the animations on the cat too are just like yeah perfectly done and stuff like so like horizon and god of war like are breathtaking something like they're beautiful moment like cool environments a lot of the times mm-hmm. there's just something about the the cohesive nature of stray that is great yeah because like stray is not trying to break technical barriers it's more going for like this yep. its own direction whereas horizon and god of war they're just going for like let's make this as pretty as possible right which yep. is it's great in its own not, way yeah it's not bad Stray I mean, was all about the immersion i think yeah less so than you know anything else like you're literally a cat just exploring yeah. and they, they a- built an entire world around that you are a yeah. kitty all right, next category, Best Narrative, Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. We're really starting to see a lot of the same games over and over. Yes, we are. Yeah, we There's are. a lot of uh, interesting conversations on Twitter about Elden Ring being included on this one. Yes, no, I, I yeah. do not agree with that. I, I love Elden Ring to bits. I, I have, like, played it one and a half times. Um, I fucking hate the storytelling in all of the FromSoft games. They're all not... I'm sorry. They're not good storytelling. Great stories, maybe, because you can read the Wikipedia page, and you're like, oh, that is a good story. (laughs) Storytelling, it is absolute shit at that. It doesn't tell you the story. You find the story, right? It was kind of like OG Destiny, where you had Mm -hmm. to find the codexes or whatever yeah, um, to learn the story. Is it bad at storytelling, though? I think so. Is it? Yeah. I think it's great at immersing you in the world, right? And you Mm -hmm. you go to the places where you're like, oh, this is where that epic battle happened, and this is where that that thing happened, right? But Counterpoint. Games are interactive, and they need you as the player to be a participant in them, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of a a a really great way to um, translate 
storytelling in the game is that you, the player, have to actively participate in the story being told in terms of learning the story. I could see that. But do you think it's the best narrative? No, I'm just, I was just making a point. I was just devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, right? Where it's like you feel like you are in the story in a way. Well, it's yeah. a little bit of that, but it's like uh, it's there's all about interactivity and and finding out or finding out the next piece of the, piece of the story. You're puzzling stuff together, putting it together. Like, oh, and then, when, when gaming is really great to me is when there's those aha moments, and when you can have an aha moment, and it man, it can manufacture that in its storytelling. That's good. Whether that is just finding the missing puzzle, and you're like, oh, and you put it together without you already know. You're like, oh shit, that's actually whatever this means xyz or that's really cool whatever it might be yeah yeah i could see that and i mean there are certain things where it's like you you look at a boss fight differently because you've learned a thing right and then when you're fighting it there's kind of like depending on the boss there could even be that feeling of like oh i don't want to kill you but (laughs) i have to because of whatever right (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, i could see that looking at this list i have only beaten two of the games on it for narrative so i haven't seen the full narrative of horizon i don't know if the ending is worthy of a payoff are you looking to me for a little bit i mean you have have Uh, seen the end the ending is it's all right it's not amazing Mm. it's a good setup for the next one right um yeah, I don't know how to say it without being way spoiler about it, but it's mm. the one thing that is a knock against it. It's kind of is a bit of a tropey thing we've seen in like a sci-fi story. It's the main motivator of what's going to be the next one, seemingly. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. so I guess without spoiling too much, it's like rogue AI essentially, which has kind of been much of the story up to that point anyway. But in just a bigger mm-hmm. scale, it seems like it's happening. Right. And it's like, oh well. I mean, we've been down that road before, so it's fine. Like, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. Right, but you you wouldn't say it's like a best scenario. No, No, I wouldn't be arguing for that. Mm -hmm. A lot of what I've heard and reading around, and I I really do need to play Immortality, is that it's got an incredible story. Yeah. But I just haven't played it. Yeah, because that's that's my thing is right now my vote is Ragnarok because I think it does have a really good narrative. I know there have been some mixed reception to uh, the ending, like specifically the ending sequences, which, you know, that's that's different strokes. Right. But I think the overall narrative it builds is really good and really believable and pretty fantastic. Great writing, great characters. It's really weird when Tony Stark shows up. Yeah, exactly. Other than that. Mm hmm. Um, but I also know like immortality has a good, good hook to it. And I mean, Plague Tale Requiem, like half the reason to play that is the narrative, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit of a toss up with the unknown for me yeah. in this one. Yeah. But what's your vote right now? Right now? Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. And you're only halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even seen, I haven't even seen a bunch of this storylines pay off but yeah mm-hmm. right do you have a feeling i haven't played any of them wow wow well maybe the hunt will be in the next one best game direction doubtful <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
You're right. <laughs> um, oh, hey, it's like the exact same list, except for one. It of the literally games. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best game direction for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. If we're talking innovation. So I'm gonna take Ragnarok out of it. It's it's it's, it's, it's bigger. The it's the but the direction is largely the same. Yeah. yeah. In terms of gameplay, if you played God of War 2018, you know yeah. what you're getting into with Ragnarok. Not not a big change, and that was because uh, Corey's not the game director of Ragnarok. Mm-mm. It's uh, Eric Williams, I think, is his name. Yeah, and, he's and really he specifically he specifically said that he was not going to be like, I don't need to make a name for myself. We have something that works very well, and this is part of a duology. So mm-hmm. we're gonna it's gonna keep a very similar feel. So that's intentional, right? And I think Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West to me, I. I think there's a little bit of innovation and like you get the paraglider and you get to climb a few more walls and rocks like they've added more like grab points. But that also kind of feels like a direct response to the fact that Breath of the Wild came out three days after the first game. Yeah, it's. um... It does a lot of neat stuff. I mean, if it's following a natural progression of how Horizon should should get bigger, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's also one of those problems because the sequel it's like boy it's not that overly different from the first one right. like is there's there is stuff i think the combat's more interesting and it's got more going on particularly if you're playing it at a harder difficulty but it's still largely more just the same so it's really mm-hmm. hard to like talk about a sequel in a way that's like oh this is amazing innovation so much just yeah with so much new yeah uh, immortality, an, an unfortunate unknown quantity for us I right know, now. I wish. I just hear, I hear nothing but really good things about it. Yeah, and then Stray. I don't know if I would give it to Stray necessarily. I think there is some interest in it and in how it translates like normal, like typical adventure game stuff to a cat. Yeah. Right? To a cat-sized cat. Like you're not some some big monster or whatever. You're just a little thing, right? A little guy. Yeah, I think that is kind of neat. But to me, the the open world, like how seamlessly that open world plays in Elden Ring, where it takes it's a Dark Souls open world, right? So, but that has a lot of risk inherently attached to it, and yet yeah. Elden Ring, I think, pulls it off really well. Everything I've heard, how much stuff they were able to hide throughout the game as well, where mm-hmm. players would get creative and find something that like you would not have expected. Yeah, I think is is very important to why Elden Ring did as well as it did. Yeah. Well, that it made an open world thing where like you could try to follow a set path or do a, a you know, constantly look at the map, but you didn't feel like you needed to. Right. And I think that's really hard to do with an open world thing. I agree. That's super mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think it also helps you as the player set your own pace, right? Like yeah. if you want a harder, you know, hardcore experience you can go straight to the bosses or if you want to like make it a little easier you can go around farm enemies and and it feels more organic you don't have to run the same routes over and over you can like go to this side dungeon go to that side dungeon and you feel like you're making progress and getting stronger at the same time right so I i think to me it's it's elden ring for game direction the final one 
the big boy the big boy the game of the year pretty pretty familiar list here uh plague tale yeah. requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray and xenoblade 3. so before we say what we what are we guessing is probably going to win it Elden Ring. oh the yeah the actual like war what is you probably question, it's going to end up being Elden ring i wouldn't i wouldn't be so as so i i think it's one of two for yeah, sure I think it's elden ring or ragnarok yeah um, i don't i think then, elden ring probably does have the edge but i would not be surprised in the slides if it goes to ragnarok either i think sure. ragnarok God does have the... beat out red dead 2 which would it be which was arguably a little more deserving with the shit it pulled off yeah that's true i forgot about that yeah, yeah and I, I feel like ragnarok is also benefiting from it just came out that's true you get the recency stuff so that helps right. out elden ring came out in january yeah well then again god of war 2018 came out in april of that year and That's i think true, red Dead did. came out in october or something so something like that september yeah. october so god of, and god of war won that so it's true yeah it's it's a tough one i i think if i had to guess among the three of us we're in a similar boat if it's between those two i don't know if i feel strongly about the rest of these games to <sighs> see no. the game of the year I don't think Xenoblade so. has no draw for me at all. To so. me, Xenoblade and Stray, personally, I'm like not even thinking about them. They're like not nope. on this list in my head. Um, nope. Yeah. And Horizon is fine, but I also feel like I played that game in 2015 when it was called Assassin's Creed. I played that game in 2012 when it was called Sleeping Dogs. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's still very open world, like typical. It's, I talked about a bunch of the podcast that open world fatigue is hits yeah. hard in that because it's definitely more of the old formula. Yeah. And a Plague Tale Requiem, I haven't played. So that's the one unknown quantity on this list for me. But knowing just my personal taste in games, I don't think it would. Like even if I played it, I don't think it would be in that conversation between Elden Ring and Ragnarok in my head yeah yeah i've not beaten ragnarok yet but i kind of there's just too much that i love about it mm -hmm. already and i just know i'm where there's more i'm going to like so it's fair yeah this is a tough one because I've, I've beaten both elden ring and ragnarok and to me they're both really good but excellent games different itches right like different they go for yeah. different things I don't know. I don't even know if I can choose. Honestly, I, I can't right now. I, like, cause like to me, I, Ragnarok is still really fresh too. Like, I just finished it two days ago, so like, yeah. I'm still on that Ragnarok high, and I feel like I need some space from it to to really suss out. You know, did I enjoy my time with Elden Ring more, or did I like Ragnarok more? Because I mean, both of them, I'm liking them pretty equally so far. Like Elden Ring, right after I rolled credits, I played through it at New Game Plus, right? Like I went through about halfway through and stopped god of war ragnarok i'm feeling that same thing we're like i'm done with it i'm cleaning up some end game stuff but i want to go through a new game plus it again like that's where i'm at with it yeah 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 this is a tough one it's gonna be it's gotta be god of war for you yeah. it's got it's got a war yeah mm. it's just good shit yeah it's good shit
Yeah. I don't know. Elden Ring and like from software games in general now, I always feel like they're in this kind of weird place because they feel niche still, right? Because they're still, they're like hard, like you feel like they're hardcore. It's like for the real, the quote unquote real hardcore yeah. combat gamers. But they then did. Elden Ring sold like a billion copies or whatever, right? Yeah, they like, just announced like, the sale total. I can't remember what it was, but it was a lot. Yeah. I think it was double digit millions. I think it was like right? 17 million, I think is, is yeah. in my head. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's so such it's an like, impressive number. Right for yeah. a, like a hard game like Elden, like that just has that reputation of like you're gonna die a lot, right? And mm -hmm. seventy yeah. million people wanted to play that, so it's it's not really like a hidden gem or a cult following or whatever anymore, right? It's like a it's pretty mainstream. It's pretty mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I I can't vote right now. I, that that's I know it's a cop out, but I I can't. Coward. <laughs> Coward. Rut, do you have a, as someone who's played and beaten both of those games? How do how oh, absolutely just played every game on that just list keep, every year? It's like, oh, I should probably get a PS5 or an <laughs> Xbox or whatever console I don't have as a mostly PC gamer, right? Um, tends to kind of screw me over. Hmm. But Otten, you're pretty set on God of War. That I am pretty set on God of War. All right, all right. Well, we'll find out on what is it, December eight? Is that the the day of the ceremony? The day of the, the game? That's right. Twelve eight. We'll find 22. out if if it goes to God of War or Elden Ring or hey, maybe it might go to Stray. So, who knows? Could be a toss up. It's the beauty of the awards, right? We'll yeah. find out. Mm -hmm. Now the real question is, what's going to be the the one more thing? What's going to be the the Whoa. big secret reveal at the Game Awards. Right? I mean, it's going to be Death Stranding 2, right? It's Kojima. Yeah, I think it's going to be Kojima's next thing. Because he's, he's working on two things, oh, right? And like, uh, G-Hoff is the, and him are buddies. Yeah. Because he's working on a thing for Xbox and then Death Stranding 2. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? All right, let's, let's shift gears. Uh, we're going to talk about some games. Uh, we have our Pokemon video I mentioned before. You can check that out if you want some thoughts on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Stretch gets into it with all the performance stuff and all the open world stuff and all the is it better or worse than Arceus stuff. You can check that out on our YouTube channel or in the links below. Rut, you just got the Valve Index. Mm -hmm. Do you feel virtual reality It's pretty dope. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it um it's just something i've wanted to get for a while um and luckily i'm able to afford it this year um if you stopped buying some but, of grogu shit you pretty could have got it before <laughs> could have gotten two indexes yeah yeah i got a new one right here um mm. the first thing we tried was beat saber obviously of course and that is a super enjoyable experience and Wait, i've started this branching first is this your first time playing Beat Saber, like, ever? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't really have any friends that have VR. So for me, well, the ones that do live in another state from college. So they've been prodding me to get something for a while. We're talking through what we're going to play, like, uh, multiplayer-wise. But we've gotten into, we started with Beat Saber. Uh, then I spent a boatload of money on Steam before realizing there's a Steam sale on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> 
Well, you're just like self-owning all the time. Index 2 will be coming out, and you just bought that one. Index 2 will get announced (laughs) tomorrow, I'm sure, or right after this podcast, and I'm going to be like, That's that's the one more thing at the Game Awards. (laughs) Index (laughs) 2. That would hurt me so bad. Gabe uh, shows up on the big screen. Yeah, Beat Saber's been fun. We ended up, I modded it, obviously, um, and grabbed just a boatload of songs, one of which is Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Um, Not easy. but one that we jumped into yesterday or the day before is Pistol Whip, um, mm. which is fucking sick and will make you sweat. Like, you mm. are dodging bullets. Um, it's it's Metal Hellsinger in VR for the most part. Like, you're trying to shoot the enemies on the beat. Um, and then there's lots of kind of arcade modes in terms of, like, you will literally, like, Pistol Whip enemies. And there's a modifier that you can only reload by doing that um, that makes some of it very interesting um and i jumped into one called blade and sorcery which is um yeah that one's that's got a lot expect. of good clips online yeah 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 that one that one took me a bit to get used to from kind of a like getting your vr legs for the most part like a little bit of nausea um until probably the third or fourth session at which point i felt a lot more comfortable um kind of in the movement uh and uh the there were a couple like free ones i grabbed too like Mm. um one of them is star wars droid repair bay which is delightful like you're just repairing droids nice Um, i I would absolutely do that you can pat bb8 which was like a highlight for me you slap his fucking head off get (laughs) no you r2 get r2 in there the real droid Yep. And then you, there was the the tech test from LucasArts. Uh, what was that called? Tatooine Trials mm. on Tatooine. Mm. It's like it's it's an impressive like kind of display, but there's really only five minutes of like combat. It was meant to be like I guess a test for LucasArts, which yeah. guys, please uh, like yeah. reflecting uh, blaster bolts back at people is fun. Mm. Uh, but I've just been kind of like grabbing different stuff. There's a couple things on my list I want to pick up. Um, I'm playing one called Tracery of Fate that is fairly new. It's like kind of old school dungeon crawler type mm-hmm. thing. So th- I've been kind of leaning towards those and in, in the shooters for things that I kind of want to explore. Um, is Half Life Alex on that list? Yes, it, it is downloaded. I just haven't played it yet. Mm. So it's yeah, been a lot it, of kind of exploring. Right, because it comes genres. with the the index, right? Like it comes with the index. Yeah, um, my wife. Uh, <laughs> you joke about me spending money on Baby Yoda shit. Um, my wife ordered the MetaQuest Two this morning um, because she's annoyed that she can't play Beat Saber when I'm working during the day. Uh, um, so now we're gonna have a MetaQuest Two as well, which will give me uh, some more games to play that aren't on Steam. Right. So. Well, can you mod Beat Saber on MetaQuest? I forget. No. Yeah, because the one that the I one mean, that we're getting, it's it doesn't require, uh, it doesn't require a computer. Yeah, the, the Quest Two is standalone. I just don't remember yeah. if you can mod Beat Saber on it. I know you can like connect it to a computer with the with the link or whatever it's called. You can use it with Steam. Yeah. yeah. So I will probably upgrade her computer at some point to be able to support vr i mean it's got a it's got a 1070 in it so it, right. it could stay 
Now, is the final goal for you two to go on a virtual reality date in Meta Horizons? <laughs> finally, complete yeah. the loop and join the metaverse game. with legs. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, absolutely not. No. Your games. It's going to be all games. Um, the metaverse you... is not even remotely interesting to me. Have you played a game called Hollow Decks? Yes. Uh uh. Just look it up. It's got, it's got three X's. <laughs> on Steam, first of all. Um, oh, okay, shame. Shame you can't find it anywhere else. Google it, aren't I? Oh, I'm scared of what this could be. I don't even want to know. <laughs> it's, it's, yep, it's what you think it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, very good. Okay. It's, it's a Brett's kind of game. That's right. Sure. That's, a, that's a different kind of beat saber. <laughs> hell. Um, um, but yeah, it, it's heavily it's modified been, beat saber. It's been it's been a really cool experience starting to explore VR. Um, it's it's completely different than any other gaming experience, and I think as things like the MetaQuest Two become more oh, affordable yeah. we're going to start to see some really cool applications yeah, i think the most exciting thing in gaming to watch right now is the vr space like it's still mm -hmm. moving along there's not a lot of like killer apps yet there's a few here and there there's some okay stuff the technology's mm -hmm. still getting figured out but it's one of those things that when it hits its stride it's going to be one of the coolest experiences around no question yeah. like i think we're i think everybody talks about metaverse i think gaming will surpass that yeah. immensely like we're years away from it being like consumer grade in the same way the switch is yeah. right where like everyone's gonna want it and easily buy it and easily get into it and use it forever yeah. uh but when that day comes it'll be fucking racing, racing games are only going to be in vr you know Race, what I mean? yeah like, racing stuff horror games will be oh, the next yeah. fucking level yeah yeah so, so on my list stuff. is to pick up a set of corsa um because i have a steering wheel as well mm. and then i want to get a flight stick and do some of the like fighter jet stuff right yeah, so, it's like, an for interesting me, I think thing the sims are gonna be really cool yeah i guess i didn't think about that how much it would be like uh so much easier to have a setup like that because if, if people want to make like a racing sim setup at home they have to have this massive rig and these massive fucking tvs around them so they can see stuff and yeah. that takes away a lot of the that that you need for it Mm -hmm. Like at that point, all you need is the rig for like the the steering wheel, and like if you get like a stick shift and yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to try that. Yeah, but I'm waiting for the sale on Tuesday before I spend any more money. Right. I'm curious how how was it setting up the what do they call the lighthouses or light boxes or whatever? The ones right here. Yeah, you're supposed to put them on opposite corners of the room. And yeah. they don't have to plug into the computer, which is nice. So like I have this one here and it runs a cable back to there. Um, and then mm -hmm. I have the other one over here. And my space is not large. I mean, you're supposed to have five by six. I've got maybe five by 10 ish. Mm -hmm. um, and it works perfectly fine. So, I mean, it like room setup took me 10 minutes at the most. Mm, not that big so. of a space, huh? We're gonna move it. I'm gonna move it into the living room for Thanksgiving. You just you just over. described half of Robert's apartment. 
<laughs> like, I, I wanted I thought about getting a vibe, but then I was like, okay, I'd have to nail one to the wall up here. Yeah. <laughs> and nail another one up there or something, I'd be like, it's a lot. As long yeah. as they um they are on the two corners of the room, like I might mount them in here. I haven't decided yet. Um they don't necessarily have to be like hanging or anything. So I mean it's literally standing up. So if you've got like you know, one that's a little higher and one that's a little lower, that that does it. And I haven't run into any issues with it not reading the controllers or anything. Right. Um, yeah, um, it's you don't need a ton of space and it does a great job of being like, hey, you're too fucking close to the wall mm -hmm. um, right before you smack it. Nice. So, yeah, I think for me, the next I'm waiting on PSVR. I think that's going to be my my jump into the space. Like I've tried the medical. It was pretty cool, yeah. too. I'm with you. That that PSVR seemed like expensive right now, but yes. it seemed like the the one to give it a go with. MetaQuest is three fifty right now. Yeah. With Beat Saber and Resident Evil, so it's not, it's it's not bad. Like we're definitely getting to that point where it's becoming more financially viable. It's closer to like you know buying a console at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd say one two years and we're looking at it being a little more mainstream i think yeah that's i think it still needs that library of games like there's still plenty that are like okay-ish but there's none mm -hmm. of those like huge big killer ones like beat saber is probably the biggest VR game yeah. right beat saber um blade and sorcery's got a huge it's pretty big it's pretty big um, in terms of like being great experience ones. i know it's half-life alex everybody's like that's the triple a game that is yeah. it right now yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm exploring yeah. as much as I can, just grabbing kind of random stuff and playing it for the most part. Um, mm. Just trying to see the different applications. Um, like Holodex. Skyrim VR is $10 right now. So <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, there's also Fallout VR and some other stuff that I might try out just to see what it would you, be. Like. You are, you know, when like those executives are sitting around in their conference rooms. You are like, oh, this dumb motherfucker is gonna buy they, it. They love this guy. You yeah. as this guy. They're thinking they're picturing this guy, and it's just you on a uh, PowerPoint. And they're like, we this man is who we're. He's he, we love him. Yeah, the to we're release a like seventy dollar Baby Yoda simulator where I can just walk around with my green space son. Stole and pet him. Yeah, just that's all I want to do. I just want to give him pets. You sick bash. You'd want him to like choke you or something too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's well, that's that, a that went strange. He does that. You've not seen Mandalorian. He, he like have, just but... joking people, dude. Mm -hmm. And Mando's like, "Fucking stop! What are you doing? <laughs> Can't do that." Oh, that's the Valve Index. Can't wait for the Valve Index two to be announced in a couple weeks. Um, I think for the rest of this pod, we're going to talk about God of War Ragnarok. Um, yep. We will get into spoilers up to roughly, I, I would say, what is that, 10 to 15 hours in? It's like yeah, when something you, like that. First go to Vanaheim and you get to a major plot point in Vanaheim. That's where yeah. we're going to, that's going to be our cutoff point for spoilers. We won't spoil anything beyond that. I know yeah. Austin's played more than last week and we can like chat about that. And with an interview with Daniel Basuti, we talk about, well, she mentions bits of that moment too, which again, you can hear more about her thoughts tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. uh, but we figured we could chat about it now too, kind of some background. Uh, so this is the point. Spoilers. 
that you've been warned. And that now spoilers will begin. So this is the part where Freya forgives Kratos for, for murdering her son. And Kratos is like, I shouldn't have taken the choice away from you. Yeah, he doesn't right. regret doing it at all. But yes. he regrets not letting Freya choose whether he could, should have done it. Yes. Yeah. He still stands by the choice that he made. Right. Originally. But. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, at this point, Freya, I mean, like, even before then, Freya's like a companion, right? Like, in terms of she's, she takes she, the place of Atreus in the gameplay. Yep. Right. But then beyond that, she becomes a companion narratively speaking as well right like yeah. she becomes a, like a, one of your partners she's like let's go fuck up odin man yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. she's got a lot of reason to hate odin she's odin's kind of fucked her over bad right big time mm -hmm. and remind me is the, the before this is when we we played as atreus now at this point yes right? you've played like, as atreus once at least once maybe twice yeah i, I want to say you go to jotunheim i have not been to jotunheim no Okay. That never so you've been to Ironwood with him. Yeah, that that that's in Jotunheim. Oh, I guess it's in Jotunheim. so yeah, Ironwood. Yeah, I think that that point where he's got his the prophecy, he sees that last thing where he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna become part buddies with Odin." Yeah. And also, Kratos must die, and he's like, "Fuck that! I get to stop. I gotta fight against prophecy and fate." Yeah, fuck, like fuck you, fate. He sees the thing that Kratos saw at the end of the first game that was covered yeah. in. We saw a thing with Kratos, but the other thing that wasn't shown, I don't think at all before, was was Atreus standing with Odin. I don't think that was at the end of God of War. Yeah, that was that one. was a broken piece of uh, yeah, the yeah. That one yeah. he she, he sees him like kneeling before Odin or something like that, or like standing next to him as like he's right. partnered up with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so at that point, you've seen more of the the Aesir gods. You see more of Odin. You see more yeah. of uh, Thor, right? I don't think up at that point you don't see any more of Odin or Thor up until oh, yeah, what right. Freya's yeah. in. You right. see him after. Yes. Okay, but, so we'll um, talk about that bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Freya joins you. Like you go through a journey of where she goes to get married and you get told the story because she married, she was married to Odin in the past and Balder mm -hmm. was their son. Right. Um, and she's going through like the regrets of like she fucked up. She shouldn't have married him. And it's like destroying the symbolic things that go with it along with freeing herself from a curse because Odin cursed her from not being able to leave Midgard ever. Yes. She couldn't use the pathways. And obviously there was a workaround thanks to Sindri and Brock to, but now she, uh, yeah, which is going to have some consequences. I feel like, because they had that, to kill Nid Nidhogg or Nidhogg, however you say Nidhogg. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah it. So I was, kill... As soon as he, they killed, I was like, oh, that's bad news. Yeah, because Nidhogg <laughs> is like the... What is what does Nidhogg do? Kind of like protects he's, the, he's the like the realms or whatever. Yeah, well, it's a caretaker for Yggdrasil, right? And like prunes back the roots and make sure those are all good. So like the the tree that connects everything, it's like I I make sure things run smoothly there. And it's like that seems important. Yep, like <laughs> seems very important. Um, but yeah, you and Kratos fucked that up together. I mean, you and Freya, Kratos yeah. Freya, kill yeah. Nidhogg. Yeah. That was a pretty good fight too. It was a lot pretty of cool. Yeah, pretty rad. Like yeah. a lot it of it ends with cool. him like trying to s escape back through a fucking like rift, and Frey's like, "Nope, gotta stop that shit now." And just cuts his fucking head off. Yeah, <laughs> closes yeah. the rift. It's like, damn. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. on a she's on a path, man, that she will not be denied. Mm -hmm. It's a big but contrast she... to the beginning of the game of where she's like, "Kill Kratos by any means necessary." 
Um, yeah, now, now it's like kill Odin by any means. It's like she yeah, shifted she the target, shifted, right? Yeah, she shifted the anger somewhat right. and realized that like Kratos really wasn't the source of why she feels the way. Like he killed Balder, but she's come to terms with why he did it. Mm-hmm. And I like how here we see the evolution of Kratos where he's he's not as gung-ho about like we have to kill Odin. Right? Yeah, For like him, he's, he's always like war is bad. Like we should just like fucking go away like i don't yeah. want any of this and atreus mm-hmm. is like fuck you dad i i can solve ragnarok <laughs> and Kratos is pissed mm-hmm. that mo- I, I can't remember if that was yeah this was before that where uh atreus shows up walking through the portal and uh or is getting ready to and kratos just walks fuck through he's like where have you been yeah. <laughs> that was such a badass moment if he walks through the the door and i was like oh yeah. shit yeah, that's what one of those doing? like, like the, that's one of those full name moments. Like, parent yeah. calls you calls you by the full name, right? It's, yes. it's... <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, back to Kratos and Freya. Yeah. Uh, I like that. You know, Kratos is very open with her. He's like, "I'll just tell you what happened to me, man." Like, tells the story of what he did to his family and how he was tricked into it by the gods, and he did everything he could. To, like, he basically killed the entire pantheon of the Greek gods. Yes. And he's like, yeah, that didn't do anything for me. It didn't really matter. <laughs> like, didn't really help. Which which I honestly like that they got into it in this game compared to the last one, because I feel like mm-hmm. the last one, you know, I remember a lot of the marketing around it, or at least, like, the discussions around it before it came out was like, oh, is this, like, a hardcore reboot? Like, is this a brand-new Kratos? Like, is this yeah. a leak? Nah. Or is this a continuation, right? Like, I think that was still kind of up in the air for some people. Yeah. Um, and and included in that in 2018, like Kratos never really talks about his past. That's what I say. This is the first time, other than maybe a, a throwaway line here and there when they're talking about stuff for someone asking a question, but he will not talk about it. Yeah. Uh, he's like, now he's being a little opening about. If people don't know some of the the Kratos history, it's it's interesting to know. Yeah, like the closest we see in the first game is like when Zeus when you Zeus confronts him kind of in Helheim, right? Or like mm. you hear like you hear Zeus talking yeah. to Kratos in Helheim, and it's like a vision of Zeus because that's what Helheim does. It like it torments you, right? Yeah. Um. So it's trying to torment Kratos, and he still doesn't really open up about it, you know, too much. Yeah. Like he just kind of says, "Well, I think at that point Atreus learns like, oh, that was that was Kratos' dad." Um, yeah, but. But you know he doesn't go into it too much. Not a lot. But but yeah, in this, in this, he goes full in. Like, yeah, I murdered my family. I murdered my whole home. I murdered all the gods. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So I, I killed Odin, like the Greek god or Greek version of Odin. I'm like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm still full of regrets, and it wasn't worth it. Basically, is his takeaway. Right. And it's so much was talked about of of with the first game of he's learning to be a dad or whatever. And now you're kind of seeing him as he has a perspective. Mm-hmm. right or wrong whether you agree with what he's trying to do with atreus like he has he has made his mind up of what he sees as a good path to, to a parenting and him trying to give vice, advice to Frey is pretty funny sometimes like it's like hmm. you the guy that like just learned how to do this i guess to be fair it's been several years he's been the alone dad at that point but yeah well there is uh, also that other layer of like when he's giving the advice to freya it's like here's how you should be a parent coming to you from the parent who murdered your son yeah. <laughs> also, also i'm the one that murdered him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah. but it is very much like two sides of the same coin of the the pathways they go on because they're both starting out with a vengeance i'm gonna kill everybody fuck you all mm-hmm. and it has a realization of like okay that's not the right idea probably yeah 
Um, and I think part of that too is not to give Kratos all the credit at all, but like it's it's nice to have an example of someone that did that. And he's like, yeah, I wish I hadn't have done that. <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, he's he's kind of like the he's been around this before. Right? But it also feels like, and I haven't like I said, I'm not done with it. It also feels like she is still going down the similar path of she's like, oh yeah, well then obviously Odin's the source of my problem, so fuck him. So it's still going after like a, a gods in a way. <laughs> right to go kill them and now she's just teamed up with kratos you know the god killer mm -hmm. but, yeah that's what thor even calls him in that first fight like oh the god killer right or something yeah. along those lines yeah i'm curious how do you feel about atreus and anger boda that was strange uh did you is it me or did uh did it give you like heavy zendaya vibes with the way her character went a i guess it's a middle like immediately i was like is this fucking mj from spider-man <laughs> she's like Spider movies in a way it just gave this almost exact vibes like well that's kind of bizarre just felt the same <laughs> i don't know she showed up well i guess i can't say, say that but uh it was a weird like he gets to learn about his giantness because he's part giant and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was interesting that you get to meet the, the person who would paint all of the shrines. That That's right. Yeah. So well, the her mom painted a lot of them, and then she also helped paint some of them, right? Yeah, taking up the mantle. Yeah, uh, I I talked to other people, and I think they were saying that around that point is where they were getting a little bored with it. I mean, I, I think that some of it's oh, understandable really? in that like Atreus is not as fun to play as Kratos. Oh no, he's not at all. I mean, it's fine, but. Later on, he gets a little more fun. He gets a little more fun, but I still but think that still, you, you know, Kratos, Kratos is like, loaded, right? Yeah, Kratos yeah. is fucking badass. Right, right. So I mean, like you have the Leviathan, it's kind of hard to yeah. top it. Yeah, like uh, there's this fun conversation later where like it's like one of those side like you know while you're roaming around the world, and Atreus is like, "Hey, Dad, which of your weapons is the favorite?" And Kratos is like, "I have no, I have no preference. They're all mm. tools for the task, for the right task, right?" And then Atreus is like, oh, I like your axe. <laughs> and Kratos is like, I too like the axe. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very on point. And I, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I, I can like see it being boring. Like that, that time you spend with her isn't the most exciting. It's very like Lord Dumpy and like we're just learning stuff. It's like you're just exploring the world, running around with her. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of like interactive cool shit to do. Like if you like to just look at stuff and listen to conversations, perfect. It's a good good time. Yeah, it's probably the closest the game kind of feels to like a walking simulator almost, right? A little or, bit, and little bits of pockets of combat every once in a while. Yeah, as you go along. it's very much like go down this hallway, learn some stuff, go to that hallway, pick up the thing, yeah. right? Um, but I do think it's kind of necessary for the narrative because. Atreus yes. needs to learn something about his his giant side, and without mom, yeah. you know. Well, he definitely he needed to see that final panel because that I, that seems to be a big motivator in his actions right now. Yeah. Um, and for it's one of those of uh, frustrating things that I guess is kind of true where he doesn't want to have a real conversation with Kratos, and be like, "Hey, this is what I've learned, and this is why I want to do what I'm doing because I want to." But I think part of what he knows is that Kratos is like. If death comes for me, like he even says at one point, what death can have me when they want, like when it earns me. Yeah, when it earns me is what he says. But yeah. it's like he's yeah. also like, when I die, I die. I don't give a shit. Like right. he's all about protecting a trace and giving him a good future, and doesn't want to see him do the shit he did. Right. Because like he, he talks about growing up as a Spartan too at some point with Freya, and he's like, I do not want that for a trace. That is the worst. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I do not want him to be like me, essentially. He wants him to be better, which is like the, the yeah. overall motif, right? Of Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this game is just trying to, it's, it's a pretty common motif in like parenting, right? It's that you mm-hmm. want your kids not to be you, but to be better than you. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the running theme throughout the first game and a lot of this this Ragnarok one too. And it's definitely the biggest, the big conflict between Kratos and Atreus and that he wants to, he wants to have some ownership in like solving the problem or being a piece to it and not follow everything Kratos says because he's like, I never get to have a say in fucking anything. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm just going to do it by myself then. <laughs> I had this thought when I was playing it too. I was like, is there any better like fucking writing tool than like an angsty teenager in a plot yeah to just fuck everything up <laughs> I, to just be irrational and be like fuck you dad and then go like oh everything's gone to shit now <laughs> i think it's interesting that atreus kind of falls into a lot of the stereotypes with like angsty teen mm-hmm. that you see in a lot of media but i feel like it's pulled off really well here because you have all these added fantasy and godhood elements that yeah. are going well, on and part of it's like well i mean you definitely can see where atreus is coming from yeah, because Kratos too is not like you can't really talk to him. He's like, no, this is the right path, so that's what we're doing. Like, right. end of story. Right. Atreus, don't argue with me. Fucking eat your stew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Very, very mad dad kind of. Yes. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a wrap for this episode <clears throat> of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We went a little long. I think that the Game Awards stuff uh, took up some time, but yes. we hope you had a lot of fun. And if you did. Please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening uh, on or leave a comment down below and let us know how far are you in God of War? Are you enjoying it? Do you dig the story so far? Or alternatively, do you agree or disagree with any of our Game Award picks? Do you mm. feel like Stray actually deserves Game of the Year? Or do you think we're dunking on Xenoblade 3 too much? Let us know in the comments down below. Um, again, keep an eye out tomorrow. We're dropping the interview with Danielle Basuti, who plays Freya. Uh, it's a pretty fun interview, a uh, pretty exciting one, and we learned a lot of stuff about not just how she sees the character Freya, but how she, how it's like working with Christopher Judge, how it's like working in video games. So she's pretty new to the video game uh, performance space. She's been in TV and movies most of the time. There's also some uh, cool bits of information you probably didn't know and some little teasers for stuff she might be doing mm-hmm. that she lets know about. Yeah. So check that out tomorrow. We'll We'll tweet it out. We'll... Put it on our YouTube. You'll be able to find it for sure. Uh, if you want the rest of our stuff, user reviews, features, etc., we're at TechRaptor.net. We have a, a feature going up today about the Uncle Ben card in Marvel Snap. We interviewed some of the devs about it, so if you want to check that out, feel free to. Uh, but if you want more of this show, we will be back next Monday, and we will see you then. Thank you.